Thought Media Network is proud to present Cosmic Prayers, your weekly shift, Mondays at 11, Mountain Time, with your host, Laura Topper. The Cosmic Prayers, live from the UK. And now, here she is, Laura Topper. My mic is muted. Hi, and welcome everybody to the Cosmic Prayer. I am so, so excited to be here today. It's Monday, the 5th of April, and I'm based here in the UK. And wherever you are in the world, whoever you are on our beautiful planet, welcome here to the Cosmic Prayer right now. You are listening and watching through New Thought Media Network. Today is an exciting day because the sun is shining and we're here in the springtime and our guest this week is, is just such an incredible, beautiful spirit soul and he's here to shine his light and share his idea and his interpretation of prayer and how he uses prayer as a licensed spiritual practitioner. Joseph Gabrielson is a friend of mine and a fellow student in ministerial education in, in his, uh, studying through the Florida campus with Centers for Spiritual Living. And he really is such an incredible um, energy and consciousness. And we're really blessed for Joseph to be here right now on the Cosmic Prayer sharing with us. So let's wait no longer and welcome Joseph Gabrielson to the Cosmic Prayer. Hi there. Thank you so Hi. much for having me, Laura. Oh, and for Joseph. everybody also that's working behind the scenes, thank you for your support. Thank you so much for, for coming on to the Cosmic Prayer. And yes, thank you, Diego, for you know getting us up and running and, and um, allowing us this time and space on, on New Thought New Media Network. Erica's here already. Hi, Erica. <laughs> Joseph, welcome. It's just a blessing that you're here because I know that you're doing such incredible work um, personally for yourself and for others as a practitioner and a, a minister in the making. And um, yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's very exciting because um, it's answering a soul's calling that's been around for a while. So that's very exciting. But it's also very stretching because, uh, you know, becoming a minister, you're somewhat agreeing to grow in public and be very oh. open and share in a way which is uh, very authentic, which sometimes the journey to that can be a little scary. But it's been wonderful with all the support from the campus. I really enjoyed meeting you as well. Yes. And I love what you're what you've just said, uh, Joseph, about growing in public. I mean, that's it's kind of we're all doing that to some degree, whether we're studying, for, you know, in, in on this route with this calling and growing in public. It's it's like growing up out loud, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I I realize now that quite often by being vulnerable and sharing your challenge, and most importantly, how you got through is the way or the doorway that you can help others. Mm -hmm. A lot of the prayer work I do, most of the main issues are really things that I'm working on still. I just might be a few steps ahead. So mm -hmm. um, I've found that your gifts can be inherent in your wounding or something that you think might be less than divine when the truth is it's all divine so um yeah that's something i believe for a while as far as prayers concerned before yeah. i came to science of mind i didn't really have a set definition or an idea of prayer but when i from when i was very young i could see auras and colors and I remember having conversations with energies and entities that were beyond 
but it was just like a conversation. I didn't really have the idea that I was praying, mm -hmm. but I guess in a way I was. So Science of Mind was really my first introduction to praying more formally. Um, and do you think that you, do you think that that has really shaped your understanding of prayer into prayer not having to be formal, not having to be this formal thing, and yet it, it can be, you know, every word we speak or the, the intentions that we have, it doesn't necessarily have to be this formal process. What I've, what I've found around that is the form can help when you're learning to give you confidence and help you to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. But for me, the most important thing is the feeling. Yeah. My minister, who trained me as a practitioner, used to always say, if there's no feeling in a prayer, you're just announcing something. That's not oh, really true. Oh, I love that. So Let's that's put what that I... up, Diego. <laughs> if there's so, no feeling in a prayer, you're just announcing something. Right. So I really... Um, base it on the feeling and I continue to pray whether it's for myself or for others I until I usually end up feeling some kind of a lightness or some kind of a shift it doesn't always come with an awareness quite oftentimes I just feel a shift and I trust that um, that that will manifest in its own time in the notes you sent me, you were asking about a uh, time when a prayer took a little bit longer than I would have wanted it to or that I expected. Yes. And I will tell you that I got the vision for me to become a minister when I had my third visit to the CSL, and that was 10 years ago. Okay. I didn't expect it to take 10 years to get here, but... In the meantime, it went kind of zigzag up and down all kinds of interesting places. And then I got here. So it's kind of a good example of just because it's not manifesting right now doesn't mean it's not going to. Usually in my experience, yes. in my experience, what that means is if it's not manifesting right away, it's not always a hard no. It can also sometimes be, you're not ready yet. There's something else that you have to do or be or embody in order for you to step into that. I'm really pleased that you brought that up just before you continue, because I think that's a really valid thing here. We, we pray and we have our desires and we whatever those desires are, whether they're material desires or whether they're um, a shift in our perspective or a deepening of, a, of an understanding. And yet it doesn't always happen instantly. And, that, and then the impatience, if we allow it, can take over, can't it? Do you think that um, bursts the prayer? Do you think that slows down the process of the prayer, the demonstration? My answer to that, just from intuit intuition, is... It doesn't necessarily slow down the prayer, but I think it just kind of kind of switches the energy to a different prayer because whether you're saying something negative or positive, it's still a prayer. Yeah. Okay. So it not so much dissolves it, but it will take over some of the good that can come through. So it's kind of like you're contradicting yourself energetically that way. Okay. So I wouldn't say it dissolves it, but it definitely kind of delays it because you're focused on something outside of wholeness. So Yes. Yeah. So you found science of mind and the journey that you've been on or the adventure that you're on, this unfolding that you're on, Joseph, to become the minister that you are, and to share your knowing through your life experience and to do that in your authentic, um, you know, with real authenticity. And how, 
because I know, you know, your ministry is called Divine Heart Ministry. And it's on Facebook at the moment, isn't it? And you're waiting for a, um, a, web, yeah. a website which is coming up. So Divine Heart Ministry. And you're there to, to, to show people because you, your, your journey is not one that we, you know, you're, you're not as able-bodied as others, as some. And how has that, how has prayer assisted you in that? Um, yeah. It's a big part of my life um, because not only am I passionate about prayer, but as Laura said, um, I have cerebral palsy, which is a physical disability that I've had since birth. And uh, long story short is that it affects muscles and nerves. So I'm unable to walk. And um, I think that Affirmative prayer helped me to get out of the pity party. And I really resonated with affirmative prayer because it put God inside of you rather than it being something outside of you that you're praying to. That realization that you are it was really huge for me. Mm -hmm. And then one of the things that I remember that was a big shift in my consciousness was realizing during a prayer workshop in Foundations that what I really wanted was acceptance mm -hmm. and that I could give that to myself. I didn't have to wait for someone else to show it or to be it or to do it. I can just say right here and now, I accept myself. And I remember after that workshop being very emotional because it just went right down from the head to the heart. Yeah, sure, I knew that in my head, but did I really believe it? Probably not until that day when I had that experience that all this stuff on the list, I can basically cross it all out and just write acceptance and if we look at acceptance, there really is no person, place, or thing that can give that to me besides me. So the way I like to put it is that science of mind has helped me to take my wheelchair and my condition from being a burden, a trap, oh, I hate this, my life is so-and-so. It's taken it from that to me realizing that this is the vehicle for my freedom. Even though it can cause some kind of uh, frustrations, it really is what allows me to be out there in the world. If there was, uh, you know, uh, an affirmation or a short sentence that I would say around that, it would be that There is a reason for each person to be here, no matter what the configuration and along with all the challenges and the struggles, divine has also given you everything that you need to meet those struggles. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. So if, if divine gives you a challenge, divine also has a solution. Yes. Otherwise, this incarnation wouldn't have started in the first place. So instead wow. of going, oh, why is it like this? I changed my thought to how is this supporting me? How yes. is this um, how is this allowing me to unfold? So it was a big change in how I saw myself and also in my ability to give myself love and practice a lot more self-care. So you're speaking such a vital message here, Joseph, to, to me, to anybody that's watching right now, because we so often walk around with feelings of blame for this or for that or anger or resentment because it isn't as we think it should be. And here, here you are saying, well, we could, you, you, are, you have learned how to use 
how you think it shouldn't be as your as your biggest asset, as an asset for your life. So it, it's just catapulted you out of victim consciousness so that you can be this... Um, this messenger for people to say, hey, you know, this is, this is what I know is true for me. And if it's true for me, it can be true for you too. I, I, just saw some, I just saw some nice comment and someone saying that yeah. it's a part of your contract. And uh, this is slightly getting a little bit out of science of mind, but no worries. It's okay I've, because I, it's all God and it's all I, good. I actually have had... Um, visions and meditations and experiences in my life that have shown me that I did choose this before I came into body. Um, that's kind of a university level education and the main curriculum is compassion. Because oh. in order for me to be the messenger that I am, I had to develop a lot of compassion for myself, yeah. even on the ugliest of times. And that is what I can extend to others. And a lot of it is because I developed that compassion for myself first. Um, and so where, I don't have to... Don't have to uh, Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to. You interrupt. carry on because I'm going to ask you when you finished your sentence. I think that was it. Go ahead. Oh, that was it. Okay. Where did or does prayer fit into that in your spiritual practice daily, in your daily spiritual practice? Um, I usually do my spiritual practices in the morning, largely because I'm most fresh. It's wonderful to do it in the evening too, but that's just what suits me best. And um, I do have you know, um, an affirmative prayer that I um, do daily. And uh, I also have um, a prayer partner that I can reach out to in case something gets a little bit hairy or something where I might need a little bit of help to get past something. Um, that's we all one need thing that. <laughs> yeah, so, and I'm also really big um, into using music or chant as prayer. Okay. And I, I know that you can, I know that you'll relate to this, but um, part of the draw for new thought before I knew the teaching was that music because a lot of the music which they were because <laughs> a lot of the music that they were playing is uh, the teaching in one song. So if I can, I started going around with these songs in my head and starting to realize that oh my goodness the tape is changing and I didn't really. I had to really think about it because when you're singing a song, you're just enjoying the song and you know how songs get stuck in your head anyway. So it kind of went from there to using the more affirmative prayer to um, but I, I always receive over and over again in my journaling that every moment can be a prayer. Every breath can be a prayer. Everything that you say can be a prayer if you do it with that intention. And um, a lot of times I'll use cues throughout the day or just take parts of an affirmative prayer and put them around like affirmations uh, to remind myself of that prayer and kind of ground back into that prayer. That is amazing. So for, for viewers that are listening now or will be watching this later on, before we, because I know you have a song that you've chosen and I'd really like to, to play that, Joseph. Um, but before we do, can you just explain how you see the five steps of prayer in, a, in the simplest way possible? 
for somebody that's watching right now so that they can um, that they can take this as a, as a kind of teaching from you. Uh, this is how, this is how I do it. This is how you do it. Okay. Well, unification is the first step. I mean, sorry, recognition is the first step. And that simply means acknowledging the presence that is greater than you the force that is working as your life at the back of everything that you're doing, whatever that is for you, whatever you call it. So you could say there is, you know, there is one power in the universe for good and I can use it. Or, or you could say, Father, Mother, God, whichever names suit you. Unification is about realizing that you are one with this force, this love, the divine, and you always have been, so you're an expression of it. So one is recognizing, second one is connecting with that power so that it's not something you're just praying to, you're actually connected and embodied as part of it. Then you have the declaration which just speaks to what it is you're trying to bring about in your life or what you would like more of. And the important part about this is to always think of it in words and in terms as if you already have what you want. You don't want to say it like, when I have this or if this happens or maybe you want to speak as if it's already existing because there's already the, the idea in the universe. You just have to bring it down. Um, so then with uh, Thanksgiving, you just uh, are expressing gratitude for the ability to connect, the ability to pray, the ability to co-create your life. And you're just, being reassured that this prayer is already done. And then the final step is release, which is just, <laughs> so which important. is letting go. Yeah. So um, what I want to say about that would be that the last step of release is the most important part, because if you don't do that, you'll have a lot of delay. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. If you don't do that, and it's a good uh, good thing to know that if you're having difficulty doing that, there's some kind of attachment or pattern in your mind that is stopping you from letting go. So even if you don't know what it is, you can know, well, there's something there that is stopping me from releasing. Um, and part and of you releasing can pray for is, that as well, can't you? We can pray for that as well. For absolutely. ease and detachment, yes. You can do a prayer about letting go. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think too that <laughs> letting go means having the prayer, finishing it with and so it is, and then just sitting in that energy and not going to the place of, well, um, I'm not sure if, if I said that right, or if I did this, or what about if this person does this? And you know, you ruminate all about it. <laughs> um, so my teachers always encourage me that once you release a prayer, Think about something else. Don't go over that prayer again and again. Oh, I should have said this, or maybe it's this person or that person or this feeling. Once you release the prayer, um, and if that is happening, that's a clue for yourself to say it's not released. Because if it's released, that's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> I and, love what you're saying because it's really important that uh, when we said the prayer and and released it that we actually do we physically do and we emotionally yeah. do that um come away from it and let let the divine source god love whatever we want to call this 
greater power that we know deal with it because that's it's being done and I remember when I was uh doing my Louise Hay Heal Your Life coach training and 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 she she's written it in her book you know if you're digging up the garden looking to see how the how the how the seeds are growing then you're just interfering with the process (laughs) we do that don't we we want to know how (laughs) and i guess the most simple way i can think of to tell you about prayer is that analogy of the garden because you've got the seed which you plant in the soil which is the creative medium, and then you get the plant, which is your manifestation. But it's not really going to be a fruitful plant if A, you don't water it or give it sun or any nurturing, or B, you dig it up every five minutes and say, are you growing yet, right? It's just kind of that idea of continuing to water the seed, even though it may take a little while for you to see the shoots coming up. There is plants that don't bloom until every three or four years. But if that plant was growing and you expected that plant to grow in a week, it's not, it just is against its nature. So I think a lot of the reasons why I experienced delays is because I had to get my consciousness ready to accept what it is I was stepping into. Mm. That is so, so powerful what you've just said. We're the ones that need to prepare or that are being invited to prepare for what is already here. We're the ones, aren't we? It's not going to happen because we're asking someone else or something else to do something. We're the ones. It goes back to what you said in the very beginning about you realizing you could accept yourself. You didn't need to wait for, for others to do that. You could do it right there and then. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm um, I'm doing a lot of grief and trauma work with people. Um, That's an area that I have experienced and I'm able to hold a safe container. So, yeah. Just in regards... Oh, sorry. I'm just sorry. ready to check in here because we have a few messages. No, it's fine. You, you, we'll carry on. I just we have a few messages coming up here that um, people that are watching live. Uh, Robert says that the one that um, the one that returns with challenges comes to be our teachers too. There we are. That was in response to what you you were saying about how you know that you're here for this reason to show people yeah. who they are. Each time we return, we would choose, choose situations to learn and grow closer to source. Yes. Thank you, Diego. Okay, now I can see them. Okay, I see them You can now. see them. Erica is here and Wayne is here. Love evolves. Um, yeah. It's wonderful. It, 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 it's amazing how I, I'm, you know, I... I didn't used to pray until I understood what spiritual mind treatment is, um, 2012, really. I didn't used to pray formally with spiritual mind treatment before then. And yet I, I was always conscious that I was praying. I would, I would speak what it was that I knew was here, but I didn't have this, um, this format of doing it as a treatment. And I think you're right. It gives us a spiritual mind treatment, gives us a a beautiful container to learn from. And then when we get used to it and we understand how, how, you know, what the process is, we can let go a little bit, can't we? And not be so formal with how we're, how we're praying. Yeah. And um, I will say, because you said that, it reminded me that like you, um, my prayer at first was very informal and much more like a conversation. To be honest, now that I'm older, I realize that what was happening at that time is I was just spiritually channeling. So, yeah. so uh, you know, spirit was speaking through me directly without me actually being involved, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, it kind of started out as a much more organic kind of um, 
energetic kind of channeling, and then it became something that I could direct a little bit more and use the power of my word to, you know, direct it a little bit more. Wow. So. It's, I'm getting this real feeling of excitement talking with you here, Joseph, because it feels like you're, what you, I don't know, I just feel like we have this incredible tool, spiritual mm-hmm. treatment, and it's a very exciting tool, isn't it? Once When we get into it and use it daily, it can really shift our own consciousness. It can allow us to see who we are, to connect with who we are as love, our true nature. And then the demonstrations come from that place. It's so beautiful. Do you think we should play my video right about there now? There we go. It's a holy now. It's a holy now. <laughs> I think Diego that, just that, that just reminded me. <laughs> I don't know who wrote that, but thank you. It's a holy thank now. You, okay, Diego. there we go. <laughs> Enjoy the video. <laughs> When I was a boy each week On Sunday we would go to church Pay attention to the priest He would read the holy word And consecrate the holy bread And everyone would kneel and bow The day the only difference is Everything is holy now Everything Everything, everything is holy now. And when I was in Sunday school, we would learn about the time Moses split the sea in two. Jesus made the water wine. And I remember feeling sad. Miracles don't happen still But now I can't keep track Cause everything's a miracle Everything, everything, everything's a miracle Made me want to bow my head I remember when church let out 
how things have changed since then. Everything is holy now. It used to be a world half there, heaven's second rate hand me down. But I walk it with a reverend air, cause everything is holy now. Thank you, Joseph, for bringing that on to the cosmic prayer. It's beautiful. Yeah. Do you know who the um who the singer is? The name is um Peter Mayer, but I Peter believe Mayer. the Mayer is with E instead of O. Beautiful, isn't it? It's a, it is true what you were saying. How a song can bring it all into a heart and sum it summarize. <laughs> Um, hours of words of speaking and conversation in a song can be amazing in three minutes. Um, and, and I love that because it connected me to that knowing that in like in a spiritual mind treatment, how everything is holy now. And he was singing about the water, changing it into wine. That's what we're doing in prayer, isn't it? Yeah. Transforming it within our own knowing. Yeah. I used to have a practitioner there, and I first started on Science of Mind, and he said, it's okay if you don't believe it. You can borrow my consciousness until you do believe it. <laughs> he always used to tell me, you can piggyback on my consciousness anytime that you want, because I'm, I'm doing the prayer for me, but it will benefit you. Amazing. So do you teach people to... Um, pray in uh, or to use spiritual mind treatment in your divine heart ministry let's talk about that for a moment um, because your ministry is unfolding isn't it right now so it's really exciting yeah in school we're kind of experiencing the whole smorgasbord of everything that you could possibly turn a ministry into and then having to sit with ourselves and say what is my expression is it one of these or is it a mix or is it none at all? And um, of course, I love in-person speaking, but the majority of my ministry now is online. Yeah. And I would say that simply a lot of the work that I do is to help people get to the place of realizing worthiness. Because once you get that piece of the puzzle, everything else becomes much, much easier. And I, if there was like one sentence that I wanted to say to somebody, it would be, worthiness does not depend on any circumstance. So you are worthy from birth, from the beginning, from conception, and even before. It's not something you did, something you have to do, something you must show or prove or anything. It's innate. <laughs> and it's safe to be who I am because a lot of way. just wrote that in there there's yeah. a lot of uh, I work um, with a lot of grief and a lot of trauma but what I've discovered in this work is that underneath all of it is love and grief is just really love without a place to go it, it, uh, because when I was grieving my grandmother, for example, all of those tears that were coming up from me was just an expression of my love for her. Yes. It's just not how we're used to experiencing what love is. And it just changed form. And now she supports me and guides me metaphysically yes. in my ministry all the time. I cannot talk about prayer without her being in the room. That is so, so, um, so yeah, and I'm very pleased to say that I'll be one of the first students 
in the CSL Grief Circle Facilitator Program, which is wow, which is organized by Ruth Pulley or Ryan Pulley, sorry, um, and uh, it feels like the next step in the right direction because I've already been doing a lot of circle work with forgiveness ceremony and inner child work. I found when you work on grief in my clientele, when you start with grief in my clientele, attached to that is often a lot of inner child. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my work is inner child, grief, acceptance, pretty much everything I had to go through. Right. So it's pretty well, much my journey. Exactly. So you're, you have, um, yeah, you have chosen this so that you can find your healing process and then replicate it and share that with others. And I think Using the reason why I started, and the reason why I started with forgiveness is because I finally realized that it takes a lot more energy to hold somebody in unforgiveness than it does to release and let go. I'm so pleased that we're talking about this because forgiveness is a prayer as well, isn't it? Yes. Forgiveness and forgiving is, is a prayer for ourselves and for uh, the judgment that we're holding and the idea of that, of that situation. And to forgive that is, a, is an enormous prayer. It's, it's like a, an incredible shifting through into another awareness of who who we are and how we can live our lives from that space of forgiveness i think that i think your work for, is so powerful i think forgiveness is a way to make more room in your sacred container because when you're holding things unforgiven there's less room for new exciting yeah. opportunities to come in so a lot of times with my client they're not experiencing what they would like to. And then when they really do go into a vulnerable place and release and forgive, lo and behold, it just starts happening for them automatically. And um, it's not coming entirely from me. It's coming completely through me. Yeah. But it's kind of the thing that unforgiveness is what, hold people back from releasing a prayer to a lot of the time. So do you use Ho'oponopono in your Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Actually, that's how I use it as a frame to explain forgiveness because it's very simple. And I like to always point out that it's not only for letting go and forgiveness, it's also for clearing. And so accepting. The originator of the technique would just go around in silence, clearing everything. So he'd sit down in a chair and he would clear it. He'd look at a video camera before it was taping and he would clear it. So um, I use it quite often and you don't always have to do it out loud. You can do it in silence because uh, a lot of times I'll do it if I'm waiting for a bus or something like that. And there's not always the right time to just start doing that out loud in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, but I always do it uh, in silence. And I think it really, it's helped me to kind of uh, calm down in moments when I really need to calm down quickly. So yeah, I use that one a lot. Amazing. So we're here with Joseph Gabrielson, uh, uh, a religious science practitioner, licensed practitioner for Centers for Spiritual Living and in doing incredible work as a minister in the making with Florida Campus. Neil, it's so great to see you be here with you. Hi, Neil. Good to see you. Oh, yes. I love Neil. Neil Pinkman. Wonderful. Welcome. And for anyone that's, that's viewing Holy in the Flow, there we go, Wayne. Um, People that if you're viewing right now, we're, we're having a, a really beautiful conversation about prayer and forgiveness and acceptance and self-love and how Joseph pulls all of this together um, 
paints his picture with it and and uh, and serves himself and others with these beautiful practices that are here and available for us right now, aren't they? They're all here. It's it's our willingness to use them. How? Um, yeah. So I wanted to ask you, Joseph, before we do a spiritual mind treatment together, sure. how you would, you know, with what is going on right now on our planet and how it has been for the past year and uh, just over a year, well, even longer than that, of course, because we've been preparing for this for a long time, how you would... Um, how you would recommend right now that we can use prayer for that grieving that is still happening, the trauma that is still happening, and for the newness that people are also feeling that is coming through and this excitement of, so it's like a mixed time, isn't it, of mixed emotions. We know there's new coming through and it's here right now. Yeah. Um, what comes to mind is, what comes to mind is, um, I'll use myself as an example. Uh, yes, it is difficult because, you know, we're sequestered at home or many things are closed. All of the different protocols is just changing daily life. But I've noticed that during COVID, with the technology, with the wide reach of it, with the more time to focus on prayer and inner work, my ministry is actually growing and blooming despite this. Yeah. So before I talk about that, I just want to say thank goodness for technology and because... Oh, yes. <laughs> because uh, right now, I probably wouldn't be in Minnesota school without it, but um, I would say that prayer connects me back to the love within me that's underneath all those things that might be going on. And this practice sounds unbelievably simple, but I find sometimes the simplest thing is often the most effective. What I do is if I'm really um, feeling caught up in the world, I like spend time visualizing a photograph of my niece or someone that I really care about. And it kind of just dampens down the feeling of anxiety. Because for me, when I look at my niece, it's really easy to go back to God because she is pure cosmic love. She doesn't have a lot of those beliefs and ideas that we all come into the world and experience. So we hold on to them. She got none of that. And everything is just like, Wow, wow, every day, that is her favorite word. So it doesn't have to be a niece, it can be a pet, it can be something I found out the other day, is it can be a plant. One of my clients told me that she, she gets relief by going outside and talking to her plants. Yeah. So it can really, really be... Um, some simple ways just to feel that connection. And I like to have something short like Ho'oponopono because sometimes I'm in a state where I can't even get into the prayer mode. I'm really like frazzled. And so before any hope of doing a prayer, I have to get down a little bit. So I just do something simple like, for example, one of your songs is I am the love that I am. And that is stuck in my head all the time. So I yeah. use things like <laughs> And I'm not just saying that because you're here, but <laughs> I do. I find oh. songs with little lines which kind of yeah. get me back into that place. So I can go, 
now I'm relaxed and now I can actually go into an affirmative prayer. So I don't know if that yeah. answered your question, but uh, yeah, absolutely. And I was online uh, yesterday, and with and there was a, another woman online as well. We were in a Zoom room, and she had her daughter with her, five years old. And it really just can I connected with what you've just said there. And this child was just so full of joy and she was dressed up as an Easter bunny and she was hopping everywhere and it was like where did I lose that (laughs) and I lost that and it's so important like you're saying to connect back to that child that's of wonder of light of of innocence and playfulness (laughs) and connect and that can be a prayer in itself as well because it's bringing Mm -hmm. us back to that place of of just love (laughs) I think I was to have, you know, a last message for everybody. It would be that, you know, when you're following a soul-led path, it's not always going to be a straight line. Ah. And you might might find that you're going, what does this have to do with this? And how is this related to this? And I'm doing so many things, but how are they related? It all comes together. When I first started this, I did not see how grief work, inner child forgiveness, I did not see how they all went together. But now I'm seeing all of these things I've done that seem random, and I'm not quite sure why I'm doing this. There was a reason for that. So it's not that you're going off path, it's that A and B. It's not always a straight line, especially when you're using guidance from your soul because the soul speaks in feelings, not really logical thought. So you might think, how does my trauma work relate with my, you know, uh, this work and that? And they all seem apart, but they're really not. They're not. So uh, that would be mine. Wow. Joseph, thank you so much for being here and sharing and inspiring me and the viewers that I know are, you know, are watching now and the ones that are yet to be here and, and, and listen to you and see you and hear you. You know, um, living faith in oneness. Um, each week we have different, different guests on here with different ways of expressing and understanding prayer. And, and I really love your way of how you explain it and how you simplify it for us to understand that it doesn't have to be this big long process we can just connect back to this knowing of of childlike wonder of who we are and you're doing such beautiful things joseph and thank you shining your light in such dynamic ways and i know your ministry is so powerful and unfolding with so much potential um for, for viewers here, they can find you on Facebook, can't they, at uh, Divine Heart. It's facebook.com slash Divine Heart Ministry. Divine Heart Ministry. Ministry, Ministry, Divine Heart Ministry. Yeah. And are you and active you, on there daily? Yeah, if you go on there, when my website comes out, it will be shown there. So if you have that, you'll have access to everything. Good. And people can find you um, find you there if they would like to have um, spiritual counseling or um, practitioner prayer, um, prayer practitioner work. They can find you there and you're available for that, too, aren't you? Yeah. And also I'll get Diego to put my email address in the description. Please do. Yes. And then I'll uh, be contacted by that too. My website should be up in the next month or so. So I'm that's so exciting. Yeah. So would you like to share a prayer now? uh, Yeah, for sure. Which part did you want to do? If if you would like to begin, I'll I'll um, or if you want me to begin, that's fine. It's about what do you feel in your heart that we can pray on the knowing of right now? That's really relevant. So I I invite you to take my words as your own if they fit, and if they do not, just allow them to roll off. 
I know that there is one life. That life is the ever-expanding life of spirit. And that life is my life now and is the life of Laura and everyone listening and watching this, whether it be now or later. In this beautiful container of divine love, I recognize that each one listening is in the right place at the right time for their divine unfoldment. Anything that may seem to say otherwise is not really a blockage. It is an opportunity for growth, an opportunity to know the I am more deeply, an opportunity to express it more deeply. And I know that we are divinely supplied, guided, and directed to take these learning opportunities and make a diamond from what appears to be coal at first sight. And I know that although this pandemic has been, has been very interesting, I know that at the heart of this pandemic is a massive global awakening, a massive global shift and change into a world that is more in alignment with what works for everyone. And I pass the word to Laura. Oh, and I'm so grateful for this knowing of this awakening that is happening right now within me, within Joseph, within Diego and Reverend Robert and New Thought Media Network and everybody that is watching or listening to this, that we know our awareness, we know our connection to our awareness of who we are, our true nature, and that this true nature is always reminding us, is always showing us of how we can dig deeper, delve deeper, to become the love, the peace, the joy, the expression that we truly are. And I know, just as Joseph has said, that, that this opportunity that we have right now that may seemingly look and feel as if it is blocking us from our good, is actually opening us up so that we can be different, we can feel different, we can express ourselves differently as that deeper connection to love that we truly, truly are. So I know peace, I know love, I know joy, and I know a healing that is happening right now in this moment. And I'm just so grateful for Joseph to be here, for the knowing of this love, this great awakening, for everybody that is watching or listening right now, for New Thought Media Network, and for everybody that is doing something to whatever degree to open up to remembering who they are. So I let go, knowing that God is here, God is always here, always present always shining through. I release my word and we can say that together. And so it is. So it is. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you for being here and shining your light. And, and I really um, know that what you're doing is so impactful. And uh, will you come back onto the Cosmic Prayer at some point to share? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, I would thank, love to. Thank you, Joseph. Joseph Gabrielson, for everybody that's watching or listening, this has been an incredible, uh, incredible hour nearly with Joseph. And if you want to connect with him, you can through Facebook, uh, Divine Heart Ministry. You can find him so easily. And the email address will be in the link. His link will be here written below. This is New Thought Media Network. And we are a network that is providing uh, so much for you uh, 
throughout the week. Every day there are beautiful uh, messages, meditations, visionings, conversations, uh, all sorts of things to inspire you to connect more deeply with your awareness of who you are. So if this touches your heart and moves you, then feel free to give a love offering. There is a link down here below and you can click that link and easily donate whatever it is that feels right for you in the moment. So we value you being here and keeping this network thriving. So until next week, we're going to say goodbye and thank you again, Joseph, for being here and You're love welcome. to everybody that's been watching The Cosmic Prayer. Thank Bye. you for listening to Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper on the New Thought Media Network. If you've enjoyed this programming, please tell a friend and join us again next week for Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper.